For New York, stage is a mammoth parade of its own, and a long one it is. If you can bear to cub along, we let you in on the big show. Let it pass, let it pass, it's all in the spirit of fun. Thursday, November 24th, 1949 was Thanksgiving Day. It was clear and crisp in New York as Macy's put on its 23rd annual parade. Floats included the chef's turkey dinner, the snowman, and Santa's sleigh. Milton Berle guest starred. WOR Mutual aired Cornell versus Penn at 1 p.m. Queen for a day and luncheon at Sardi's in the late afternoon. Gabriel Heater at 7.30. And I Love a Mystery at 7.45. We had a great cast on that mm -hmm. show, didn't we? Oh, we had a marvelous cast. Louis Van Ruten and Bob Dryden did most of the character mm -hmm. stuff on the, They could do voices, all kinds of voices, couldn't they? They were yes, terrific. They were, they were very, very strong. Yeah. Was that mutual? Was yeah. that a mutual series? And you did that out of Mutual's uh, New York studios then? Yes, yes, out of Mutual. And was New that York. recorded at the time? Was that done on disc, I suppose, maybe even taped by that point? Huh? No, I don't think it was taped then. I think it was probably disc. It was probably disc. Mm -hmm. But we, it was done live, though. Yeah, but they would, but they would make They recorded a, it for distribution yeah. to other stations. Yeah, because Mutual had a different kind of a, a setup than yeah. the, the other networks, I know. By November of 1949, Russell Thorson was 43 and Jim Bowles 35. They had a wealth of experience in both Chicago and New York radio. And the uh, I Love a Mystery thing was a complete shocker to me because we used to rehearse in the early days there at NBC on One Man's Family in the morning. And Carlton and I would usually go down to the restaurant called the Down Under, mm -hmm. the basement of the building, and have lunch. And we were having lunch there one day, and he was paid to telephone. And he came back about five minutes later and said, uh, you want another job? And I said, what kind of a job is this? He said, Joe, how do you like to do Jack Packard on I Love a Mystery? He had made the, set the deal over the telephone right then at lunchtime. So then we started hunting for casting for uh, I Love a Mystery. Well, Jim, how did you get that role then? Do you recall? I think Jimmy McCallion recommended me. And I went over for a quick reading and went home and nothing happened. And then I, uh, I said, I should be doing that role because for years people had told me I sounded like Barton Yarborough. I'd never met him. And so I called up and said, I want to read again. And Carlton said, all right. And so I went in again and he said, do it. Uh -huh. And so uh -huh. that's how I got docked. With radio in decline, both made their first TV appearances that year. Ford Motors intermittently sponsored roughly two out of every 20 I Love a Mystery episodes. But for the most part, Mutual picked up the financial tab for all three years of the New York run. But that was the magic of radio. You bet. Yeah. It's the best. It truly is the best. And the kids now. Do you know that with Highbrow Show, the CBS Mystery Playhouse, that in the first three weeks they had 110,000 fan letters. The response has been phenomenal. And it's in its almost, well, I guess beginning its fourth year mm -hmm. now. Which has to tell you something, because people can remember... Well, I Love a Mystery, for example. You remember The Temple of Vampires... Uh, tell me what happened on Kojak last week. You can't no, do it. You can't. You right. cannot do it because you're not there. Mm -hmm. You may have watched Kojak and you might have enjoyed it. I don't. But that's a matter of personal preference, I guess. I love Mary Tyler Moore. I love MASH.
But if you ask me what happened on last week's show, I'd have to mm. think about it. I'll bet you I could remember it if they were on radio, because I was there. I had created the yeah. set, uh, the costumes, the lighting, uh, the furniture, uh, the people, their reactions were all going on in the camera inside my mind. Only radio allows that. The Mutual Broadcasting System presents I Love the Mystery. adventure thriller Hey, we ain't moving. Hey Jack, Reggie, we ain't moving. Jack, do you hear me? Wake up. Yeah. What's the matter, Doc? We ain't moving. This box cars are standing still. Oh, have you looked out to see where we are? No, I just I just woke up. You you, you wake Reggie? It's great. Oh. Seems queer after hearing the click of wheels for 36 hours, doesn't yeah, it? Let's slide open the door and see what's happened. Shall I go down to the other end of the car and wake up Nasher and the maestro? Let them alone. They'll probably wake up when we open the door. Mm, makes enough noise. All right, grab hold, Reggie. Let's go. There she is. Hey. Hey, will you looky out here? Oh, I say. The desert. Sand and greasewood, as far as a feller can see. Dawn's just beginning to break. Probably be able to see the mountains when it gets lighter. Come on, let's get down. Come on, Reggie. I don't. Doggone it, that ain't pretty, though. Purple light over the desert. Darned if I don't almost feel like I was back home in Texas. You gonna stand there in the car door? You're coming with us. Oh, sure I'm coming. There. Where are we going? Oh, just look around. It don't look to me like there's nothing but sand and greasewood. This siding indicates there's something more. Right. Railroad wouldn't shunt a car off here for no reason. Well, if either one of you can see signs of anything in any direction, I'll put in with you. <laughs> there ain't even any roads leading anywhere. There probably is. We just haven't seen it yet. Well, don't look to me like there was. Yeah, but there's got to be, Doc. Otherwise... Oh, look. Look there. Huh? Where? There's a post with a sign on it. Oh, that don't mean nothing. Railroads have them all along the right-of-way, every, every few miles. Well, let's have a look at it anyway. Oh, sure. Why not? Joe, that boxcar certainly looks lonely standing there by itself in this great expanse of nothingness. Sure does, all right. Well, here's a sign. Well, I'll be... Huh? Well, what's the matter? Read it. You can't read, can't you? Say, bury your dead Arizona. Bury your dead Arizona. Hey, what does that mean? Apparently, this is the town of Bury Your Dead. The, the name of a town? What else? Well, Bury Your Dead, Arizona. A bit gruesome, what? Well, somebody's got a sense of humor, looks like to me. You think that's funny? Well, it does kind of tickle me somewhere. Can't just put my finger on I it. I say, I just had a bad thought. You don't suppose the whole population of Bury Your Dead is under the sod, do you? I mean to say, that would make accommodations for us who are alive a bit sketchy. Yeah, it would at that. No, I still maintain there's a living population around here somewhere. That boxcar was left here to be loaded. Well, I sure hope you're right. 
Because I'm blamed anxious to start sleeping in the bed and eating my food off the table again. Oh, I agree with you there. My boxcar accommodations are bally meager. Uh, are we going back to the boxcar? Might as well till it gets lighter. It'd be silly to get away from the railroad tracks until we know definitely where we're going. Uh, are we going to tote the maestro and Nash you along with us when we do? It depends. It's queer about the maestro, isn't it? How do you mean? Well, after that first night in the car, he hasn't said a word about his ballet mysticism. Yeah, all day yesterday, he acted as though he didn't even know we was in the car with him. Just sat on that packing box of his without hardly moving. Yeah, with his eyes closed most of the time. And man, is he fat. Well, I don't see how his legs hold him up. Didn't you notice his legs? Short. Straight up and down, like a couple of posts. Yeah, he's going to have one swell time if we have to do any walking across this sand. They say they're awake. Nasha's out of the car. Yeah, and the maestro's sitting in the doorway. Waiting for us to come and lift him down, probably. They seem to be watching us with a great deal of interest. Go, go on, Jack. That Nasha gal's a honey. Honey expresses it perfectly. Huh? You don't think the maestro doesn't know you can catch a lot of flies with honey. Now, what do you mean by that? Oh, never mind. Let's see what they have to say. Honey catches a lot of flies. Well, morning, Maestro. So you haven't deserted us after all. Deserted you? Is that what you thought? You'll make us pretty mad, I can tell you. Mad, huh? The Maestro say that is gratitude for you. Gratitude? We're under no obligations to you. If there been any object in our taking out across the desert, we'd have done so. You are obligated to me whether you realize it or not. In what way? I let you live. Hey, what you talking about, fella? I let you live. Fairly unpleasant thought. Is it? Right. But our lives were in your hands. Nevertheless, they were. Still are, if you wish. Listen to him, will you? Why, feller, any one of us could tear you limb from limb if we as a mind to. I'm not in a mood to discuss the matter. I simply stated the fact. You don't want to make any further explanations? No. I do not like this place. Why we stop here? We stopped here because here is where the railroad company chose to leave our boxcar. And what is the name of this place? Bury your dead Arizona. You say that again. <laughs> Bury your dead Arizona. You're not being uh, facetious. All I know is what I read on the sign around the other side of the boxcar. But of course people bury their dead. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes people are a little careless. For instance, did the maestro bury the dead body that we had in the boxcar with us night before last? <laughs> so you're still worrying about that? No. Instead, he threw it out the door of the moving boxcar. But there was no dead body. I think there was. Then you are a fool. It was the maestro's magic. Let him alone, Nasha. If he will not believe, he will not believe. I have not seen around the other side of the boxcar. I assume there is a town. He assumes there is a town. There isn't? You bet there ain't. The other side of the tracks looks just like this side of the tracks. Just as far as your eyes can see. Strange. However, there must be some kind of a settlement not too far off. This reminds me so much of a portion of southeastern Russia where I was once stranded. Reminds me of Texas. Same sandy wasteland, same purple dawns, same unhealthy silence. But there's nothing unhealthy about this. It's inspiring. It's beautiful. Yeah, what you mean, unhealthy? Why, there ain't no place as healthy as the desert. Same unhealthy silence. I think I found the place at last. What are you talking about? <laughs> and you say the name of the place is uh, Bury Your Dead. Yes. You say there must be a settlement nearby. H help me down out of this boxcar. Roll over on your stomach and let yourself down. 
That is not dignified. Hey, sit up there in the door. It's no matter to us. It's only two or three feet. Jump. My weight is too great. I, w- I would break a leg. Then I reckon you'll have to roll over and slide down on your stomach like Jack done. You insult the maestro. Well, sure. Why not? Shall I stick a knife into Let them? Let them alone. They're unbelievers, Nasha. Pigs. Infidels and pigs. Oh, what's going on here? Hey. Where did you come from? I've been standing here watching you. And I don't mind saying I don't like what I see. Well, we're mighty glad to see you. You are? Yes, we were beginning to think we were the only living beings on this desert. Well, ain't. That's fine. Quite a heap of folks over at Bury Your Dead. Look here, then there is a town by that name? Uh, didn't you just hear me say so? How many people live there? Well, there was 20 last night. This morning, there's only 19. Hey, well, what happened to the 20th? Ed, by the wolves. Wolves? Did I hear right? Did you say wolves? That's what I said, I... Say, you're about the fattest man that's ever been in these parts. Wolves, closer and closer to my Russian experience. Ah, uh, what'd you say? What makes you think it was wolves? Because I know it was wolves. I don't believe it. Ain't no skin off my back. There have been any wolves in Arizona for 50 years. You can prove that. Hmm, well, no. Then don't talk so much. Well, can you prove that someone has been killed by wolves? That's right. How'd it happen? How would it happen? The wolves just pulled him down and went for him. I see. How far is uh, Barry a dead from here? Uh, well, a uh, half mile that way. It's queer. We can't see any building. Uh, it's down in the gulch. That's where the water is. Any place we can put up? Dry Gulch Mary's. Hotel? Room and Vittles. A woman runs a boarding house in this forsaken hall? <laughs> Dry Gulch Mary is tough. Tougher than most men. Uh, like to come along with me? I'll take you there. Yes, I think we would. By the way, my name's Jack Packard. Howdy. Mine's Jumping Dick. Oh, I'm glad to meet you, Jumping Dick. Yeah. No, by everybody in Arizona, New Mexico, Jumping Dick. Oh, what's jumping for? I got that handle on the gun. I used to jump every time I heard a rattlesnake. I can't abide the critters. <laughs> well, Dick, this is Doc Long. This is Reggie York. Howdy. Glad to meet you. And uh, sitting up there in the car is the maestro. Uh, the witch? The maestro. Oh, that's so. And this girl is Nasha. <laughs> well, the boys down at Barrier did get a squint at her. Hey, better <laughs> not. I tell you those. Hey, hey, hey. What kind of lingo is that? Uh, Nash is from the Far East. Far East is Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean over close to Russia. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't reckon any of the boys ever seen a Russian before. She ought to go over big with them. <laughs> Only pretty girl in Barrier Dead's my daughter. Ain't no better than to bother her. They bother me. I will stick a knife in them. Oh, knife fighter, huh? Yes. This way. This way. Poof. They are dead. Well, I'll, I'll pass the word around, but the boy sure do like a pretty woman. Uh, you coming with me? Yes. Now, how about you, Maestro? I demand you help me down. Get down the best way you can. Very well, I shall. Just a little more, Maestro. <coughs> There. Your feet touched the ground. You have made me look ridiculous. So what? So I will cast a spell over this countryside. I will turn loose evil on bury your dead, so that many who are alive today will not be alive tomorrow. What the tarnation is he talking about? And he will, too. The maestro is great magician. You wait. I have warned you. The wolves who have killed once will kill again and again. 
you made a comment before we started chatting here for our tape recorder about the demise of radio, the short life of it. Well, it was a wonderful and exciting life. When I went to Chicago, I believe there was something like 41 dramatic radio shows coming out of Chicago, 41 mm. a week, mm. separate shows. And I think when we left there in, in 1942 to come out here, there were about five or six left. It just, the bottom simply fell mm. out of it. And I missed it very much. I enjoyed radio very much. But of course, it was mostly television after the war that oh, yes. uh, really shut the lid on uh, It completely on shut radio. the lid on it. But you were very much involved with radio right up to the very end. Right uh, up to the end, yeah. I guess CBS was the last of the... Yes, I think I, I think I did the last radio show, network radio show, that was done here, dramatic show, called Johnny Dollar. Bob Bailey, an ex-Chicagoan, mm. was playing Johnny Dollar on it. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.